Thanks for checking out this episode, Showing Up for Yourself. Myra and I met at a networking event last year. We clicked right away, so I definitely wanted to bring her on so she could share some of her wisdom and insight. She says it's time to settle down, pause, reflect, and make quality choices in order to have a better life experience. But before we start, let me tell you a little bit more about my sponsor. And then, stick around and enjoy the show. Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm talking to Miss Myra Sanchez, and we are talking about showing up for yourself. And I had to cut off the conversation for the pre-interview because we were getting into a conversation. So, Miss Myra, how have you been dealing with this whole COVID-19 uh, quarantine period? Well, thank you for having me on this show. Um, coffee with Tea is very exciting. I have my coffee here. And... <laughs> I'm ready to rumble. I think that uh, your question is a very complex one. And uh, there have been a lot of things that this this time has brought up for me personally, uh, having come from um, the events that happened at the end of last year. 2019 brought big changes in my life. Number one, I turned 50. Um, that was a major, major. Congratulations. Uh, of Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And then uh, during that time, uh, my dad was also dying slowly. So uh, he began his process of end of life around April and by October he passed. And it was a very difficult time for me, but also incredibly illuminating about um, because those both those things were happening at the same time. I got a ch- I got a real chance to be introspective and start to reflect on what I wanted my life to look like moving forward, and and how I wanted to um, engage in my life um, moving forward with my family. I have adult kids, with um, my my parent who's still alive, and um, friends, colleagues, business, and so it goes. Because w- as women, we we're constantly juggling so many hats in life. So uh, this coming right after that led to even more uh, emotional difficulty. And so again, it gave me a chance to settle down, pause, reflect, and start to make some real quality choices so that I could have um, a better experience going through this this circumstance. And and, um, our conversation today about showing up for yourself is really the key. First responders or people who identify as first responders and essential workers. Um, and I count myself as one of those people as a coach, but also as a mom and a leader in my community. And and when you are identified as that, it's very difficult to take off that identity and check for your own collateral damage and help yourself use your tools inward just to help you get through so that you can then go through the process of change and, and evolve and be a better you at the end of it. Right. Well, well first I want to also say condolences to you and your loss. I'm sorry for that. Thank you very much. Um, but I do know we connected um, 
at a, a networking event and um it was like I, I i mean i laughed we we connected immediately it was from you and your friend she was just it was like a breath of fresh air that somebody shared the same kind of a uh, connection that we had so when you when you talk about like um going inside and, and intro um reflecting and stuff like that what what kind of ways did you you know i i know you talk about you do uh i'm not i'm not gonna play you kijong is that key help me pronounce it actually qigong qigong okay i know you you, it, you brought that up when we were down there so what is that and how does that work for you well um many years ago many years ago i um i was suffering with a lot of chronic health conditions and I was a young mom juggling a lot of uh, responsibility and continuously feeling very depleted. Uh, at the time, I actually had uh, what was called a, a virus. Um, I had something called Epstein-Barr and um, there was no pill I could take to fix it. And I was dealing with such dramatic um, symptoms that I was actually thinking, how am I gonna, do all the things that I need to do. How am I going to live? Um, I'm, I'm, I was in my 20s. So it was a very difficult time. And uh, somehow I unexpectedly got connected with um, this program called Dragon's Way. And originally, um, I was also working out and doing what young women do. We were trying to, you know, we're single, we want to look good, <laughs> we're trying to keep our weight down and all those things. So at that time, all I knew was going to the gym and working my tail off and then recovering for you know three days <laughs> so um my friend introduced me to this class and said hey this you can lose weight and um this is based on martial arts and i had always been interested in that so i thought all right i'll try something new and it was a six-week class it was a combination of learning how to eat for healing um you learned 10 qigong movements that were about cultivating the, the health and vitality of the body, cultivating energy. And, and then you learn some philosophy around, uh, around um, living. Basically, you just learn new ways of, of seeing, um, seeing experiences. Basically, basically, it allowed me to have a mental shift at that point. Uh, um, and allowed me to see that there were many different ways to view a circumstance. It just shifted my perspective around things. And once I had new information, I was able to make different choices. And that, uh, that six-week class led to dramatic results for myself and for my friend. And I was really shocked about it. I just didn't, you know, I didn't lose weight. I, I lost a little bit of weight, but I didn't really need to lose weight. My right. friend lost like 15 pounds in six weeks and she was barely actually applying the principles, whereas I was wanted to be a grade A student and I was applying everything. <laughs> but what I experienced was emotional calm. And that was something I had not known before. And the whole program allows for body, mind, spirit cultivation. It, it just the, the deeper you go into the program, the more you get out of the program. It's a program you could do at home. And and looking back now, I realized that that's the, the crux of what I ended up doing in my life. I, it, was so, uh, it was so dramatic that I realized I needed a professional change. 
Um, I was working corporate America jobs and doing very well, but it was a very stressful lifestyle and I just didn't have enough left to give my family. As a single mom, I, I would come home and I'd miss all the important hours that they were, uh, that my kids were awake. It just became a quality of life issue. And I started to make some new adjustments and I'm still in that process today. Right. Trying to figure out what quality of life means to me. And, and that's what it is for all of us, right? We all have to figure out what that is for us. And then we make adjustments in our lifestyle to support those values uh, coming into play and actually revealing themselves. Our, our right. present day is basically the, the culmination of all these choices we made in the past. Right, right. So we all always have choices. So I love how you, I mean, we talk about the quality of life and stuff like that. And before we hit the record button, we were going to get ready to start talking about boundaries. So how important is it really to set boundaries for yourself moving forward to like, so you can like know what you are about? Um, that's a great question. And again, my favorite question, because that's definitely something that I often talk about with lots of people, uh, especially people who are first responders, who identify themselves as first responders who are very, very responsible. Um, they have businesses, they, they are um, um, constantly burdened by the feeling that they must do something. If there's a crisis in their presence, they must act. And that's a really great thing, whether it's professional or, or personal that you take that value in right? Because it's important for us to make the world a better place. I, I really believe in that. I, I definitely believe that um, I was gifted in many different ways and that I should use those gifts not only for myself, but also to support quality of life for the people around me. And, um, and in essence, that's, that's where boundaries come in. We only have a finite amount of time. We only have a finite amount of life. And as I approach 50, that's very clear. Am I in the middle of my life? Maybe I only have a week from now. Maybe I only have, you know, the next 24 hours after this interview. I don't know. But it's very important for me to live my moments in accordance to my values. And therefore, when I go to bed at night, I am completely satisfied with the day, with the day I lived. And, and every day as I do that practice, then my quality of life grows. The boundaries piece comes in when we, when we figure out how we fit, what our role is and how we fit in our community, in our family, in our jobs. How are we um, part of helping someone grow or taking away that opportunity? You know, that's, that's a key thing. My, adult, my, my kids are adults now, excuse me. Um, when I was a little, when they were little, I could do a lot for them. But now that they're older, especially during this time, I'm starting to see that in some ways, the things I did for them took away their opportunity to learn how to do for themselves. And now I'm going through the process of bringing up that question and helping them start to gain confidence about the fact that they can do more, that they can survive more, that they can uh, get through this time better than they went in. That opportunity is there for all of us. Even it's just a question of whether we accept that, whether we believe that, whether we make choices based on that idea and, that, and those 
notions. Right, right. So I know you, I know we talked, you have adult children, I have adult children. So it's like, what's the hardest lesson has been now that you're, you're dealing with the, the new role that you face with your children? What's the new challenges that you're, you're facing? And, a, you know, like you have your client, but yet you're still a mom. So how do you like intertwine what you learn to also like help your children grow, but yet keep your boundaries? You know what I'm saying? Well, um, the, the biggest difficulty right now is that tendency to want to make head roads quicker. And this is the same with our clients or with my clients as my kids. Um, sometimes if I'm in a rush and I want to get something done, I know I can do it myself and it's going to happen like this. But I've, I have a lot of practice behind me, so it wasn't always that way. And remembering that in the long term, the effect is that I teach a person to fish rather than give them a fish. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I understand. It's harder because when we're dealing with, this, with a crisis, sometimes we get this, imp this urgent impulse that comes up because we want to fix things immediately. We want to address things immediately. We want to go back to a, safe, um, a sense of safety and a sense of comfort. And that's what crisis does. It either disturbs us to the point where we, where we lose all our sense of self, like we're completely disoriented, completely foggy, or crisis brings about this incredible clarity. And then you, you're able to act, right? So right. It, it all depends how you have ultimately lived your life and what happened before you actually stepped into the crisis. I mean, that's what I see. I've, I've been through many different crises, not just this one. And each and every time I go through that introspection process and, and I seek that opportunity to progress because my faith tells me that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And therefore, all things are happening for greater good. And the things that I've learned in philosophy and, and, and the other scriptural um, uh, studies that I've had have taught me the same thing. So if that's true, and I believe it is, then where is my opportunity? What, can I see something good from something that seems to look bad? Right, right. And, and I, I choose to have those kind of conversations like this because it illuminates other ideas and it creates the possibility for new thought and new perspective. And, and that's, that's in essence what's going to make the biggest difference in, over time. We can't, we can't um, learn from the same kind of thoughts that we've originally had. You know, I think I read one somewhere that the same mind that creates a problem cannot create the solution. Right. Yeah. So I, I know, you know, when I left um, working, there was like an art of slowing down. So when you talk about uh, intros, intros, <laughs> my words are not going right today. When you reflect on in, within, how important is it just to like, you know, take a moment, reflect on where, you, where you're at to where you want to go? It is vitally important in my opinion because where we are changes and, and based on where, we're, where we've been, where we're going, we have this really incredible tendency to go back to the past, 
to relive it. And oftentimes people go back to, to be nostalgic, especially as we get older. I see that more and more that people really take that trip just so that they can um, indulge that idea that the best is behind them, who the best of them is behind them. And as I approach 50, as I approach 50, I was really dealing with that. I was really trying to figure out what is my best behind me. And I came to that conclusion over a year's time because I, I actually started to prepare for 50 in January and my birthday is in August. I was really uh, trying to figure out that question, really trying to understand where, where do I fit in there? What do I really believe about being 50? And what is my role now? I, so I wanted to really bring everything, my, my body, my mind, and my spirit up to date in terms of everything that I had learned up to that moment. Right. And, and that, that allowed me to come up with some core values that are timeless, right? There are things that I was doing when I was 20 that I'm still doing at 50 and that I probably will do until the day I die. And, and one of those things is growth, progression, believing that, that, um, that that opportunity for evolution is something that I can participate in. That's why I do the work I do. When I was working in corporate America, I was still doing that very same thing, just in that different environment. Right. So that so from that moment to now, that's why I go back. I look, I go backwards, not to be nostalgic, but to see what parts of me are timeless and classic and will always be part of me and, and try to develop those things, those character parts that are the real thing that makes um, the relationship between myself and others better. Right. Serves that, right? And so, so that's, that's the stage of life I'm in now is about mentoring. And so aside from the, the work that I do, I want to leave a legacy to my children and the people around me so that when, when, um, when I'm gone, whenever that moment is, I've left something, I left the world better than it was when I came. That's, that's my desire. That's my goal. So every, every decision runs through that core value. It, I, I try to teach, um, I don't try. I actually came up with uh, CPR. I give people the tools so that they can do CPR on themselves. And we often think about uh, CPR with the heart and, and in medicine, but because I am so into Eastern medicine, I, I created this, this other concept to help people understand that CPR is really conscious, productive response. And, and so, so that's the, the goal is to learn tools so that we can be more conscious about how we live in our life, be more productive in the way that we engage with others, and then learn to move from reaction to response. Oh, I love that. Um, we are amazing how fast 20 minutes goes by so we gotta have you come back and talk a little bit more about CPR <laughs> but first before we we uh we go what's the one thing you want to leave the audience with uh before we go the one thing I want to leave the audience with is inspiration inspiration and awareness that your moment is right here right now and no matter what the circumstances are around you you have the power to make a choice that makes a difference for yourself and everyone around you. And that's all we have moment to moment. And we should use that 
moment wisely. Right. Ms. Myra, where can people find more information about you and your services? Well, uh, they can look at my website. I'm actually going through a, um, an updating version, but my website is still there with all my information for social media and my blog. It's www.sbydragonlifestyle.com. And also, um, I gave you my information, so that also will be there. And I'd love to hear from anyone that has, um, has enjoyed this interview today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Like I said, it's been a pleasure. You have so much insight. And I know we gotta, we're going to have to continue this conversation. 20 minutes is just not enough. I, thank you, Tanya. You are awesome. Love you. I love your show. And I love all the things that you're doing. I'm excited to be related. Well, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and accepting my uh, uh, invitation to come on. And I also want to remind everybody that feedback is always welcome on all of our shows. Email us if you have any show ideas or any guests that you'd like to see. And I will post all of Myra's links in the comments along with my email if you want to email me. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, things take time. So keep striding. Go with the flow and create your own path. And again, thank you, Myra, for being here. It was, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Tonya. Love it. Raise the roof. Woo-hoo! Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning Bye. in.